I had to remind myself that I am resilient. I have persevered. I have done hard things before. I have failed and, and got back up. Welcome back to Duo On Air. I'm Abby. And I'm Courtney. And we're the ex-agency turned entrepreneurial team that puts the duo in Duo Collective. Our boutique organic marketing agency specializes in SEO, social media strategy, and brand. We're an everyday pair of business besties slash marketing experts obsessed with helping our community learn more about what it takes to run a business. Which is why on Duo On Air, we're not holding anything back. We're giving you all the info we know about how to grow your business organically so you can be the confident CEO you were made to be. And how to navigate life as a small business owner. Whether it's on your own or with your best friend by your side. So grab your coffee or your mimosa, we don't judge, and settle in for a quick value-packed episode of Marketing Tips. Real quick, before we get into it, we just have to let you know about something we've been working really hard on. Next year, in 2023, we're going to be doing things a little bit differently. We've officially opened the applications to join our 2023 Marketing Mastermind. This is a year-long program for multi-passionate business owners who are ready to grow their business in a big way with the help of two in-house CMOs. That's us. This program is a mix of strategy, coaching, mastermind, community, and done-for-you services all in one. Yes, we said done-for-you. Oh, and there's also a fun lakeside summer retreat included. So in summary, we've got your organic strategy covered for 2023 so you can relax, literally. If this sounds like something you need, then go ahead and pop on over to duocollective.com and click on Mastermind to read more. Better yet, pop into our DMs with questions. The applications are open now until November 15th, and there's only 10 spaces available. All right, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to the Duo On Air podcast. This is episode number 41, and today we are chatting with Ernice, also known as the Nurse Lawyer on Instagram. Now, normally before jumping on a Zoom call with our guests, we prepare a list of questions to make sure that you and our listeners get the most out of every episode. Sometimes we get through them all and other times our conversation rolls into another topic entirely. This episode is in a world of its own because Ernice's story is so inspiring. It's not a beautiful and natural journey to owning her own business. Let's be honest, most of them aren't, but it's a real scary journey, and it showed us how believing in yourself is the best and most magical thing you can do. It doesn't matter if you are in the healthcare field like Ernice. Instead, maybe you are feeling this tug of change or this pivot that something more is coming, and if so, this episode is for you. We cannot wait for you to meet her. Hello, Ernice. Thank you so much for being on the Duo On Air podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, we are so excited to hear about your story. Oftentimes when we get um, requests in, we're like, want to know about the story right away, but Mm -hmm. we just needed to like hold off, wait until we could talk live because it's always so much better that way. Yes. (laughs) So tell us a little bit. You were a nurse. You're now a lawyer. You help other people, um, Mm -hmm. kind of move out of that space. Like we just want to hear it all. So tell us what you do right now and where you came from. So um, I was a nurse for 14 years. I just retired last year, I'm hoping to never go back. I mean, I haven't renewed my CPR, so I don't think I'm going back. <laughs> <laughs> 
But um, I always wanted to be a nurse. That was what I wanted to do. I thought I wanted to get to become a doctor and get into medicine. And then I got there and I was like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. But I knew pretty early into my career that I wanted to do something else. Um, a lot of my colleagues and classmates were going to nurse practitioner school or CRNA school. This is when there were like not that many CRNA schools and CRNA wasn't that big of a deal. But I knew I worked in the OR, so I knew I did not want to be stuck in the OR anymore. Um, and I wanted to impact and empower people. I felt I thought getting into nursing that I was going to help make people's lives better. But I realized I felt like I was just putting a Band-Aid on a gushing wound. And I'm like, people are so sick. There's no way in the two days that they're in the hospital that I'm going to be able to help them. The only thing I can do is help them maintain or control whatever they have going on now. But like, what happens when they go home? What if they don't have help? All those kind of things. Um, and I worked in D.C. at the time where a lot of elderly people were um, getting older, but they had all of these steps stairs in their home and then they couldn't even go back home because they never thought about what happens when I get to the age where I can no longer get it up and down the stairs and so I started to look at how healthcare decisions are, are made. I think we as healthcare providers think of healthcare as um, our bosses are making the rules or the CEO are making the rules, but really it's politicians, people who are not healthcare providers, people who have no understanding of what we do and the impact of their decisions. And so I knew I wanted to get into policy. I didn't wanna get into politics, but I wanted to really get into policy. And at first I wanted to get a policy degree, but I didn't see them making a lot of money. And so I said, well, if I become a lawyer, I could potentially do litigation or policy depending on what I wanted to do. So three years into my nursing career, I decided to go back to law school. Um, I went, it was extremely difficult. It was so hard. Yes. <laughs> I was like, this is crazy. There was one test at the end. Of, I'm like, what if I fail? Like it was, it was intense, but it helped me see how ineffective our systems work right? We see healthcare as its own system. We see housing as its own system. We see the criminal justice as its own system, but actually they interplay every single day. People who have unstable housing end up in the criminal justice system and end up with poor healthcare. And the way that this circular system works, even though it's so disjunctive, people are falling through the cracks at rapid levels. And so I'm like, okay, this is even worse than I thought. I'm thinking I'm just coming here to learn how to be a lawyer so that I can help improve healthcare. But I'm like, if I don't help improve people's lives overall, then what is it all for? I graduated from law school. I couldn't find a job. Um, the legal industry has never recovered from the recession, the crashes, all of the things that, that have happened. And so I could make more as a nurse working less hours. And so I ended up backing nursing. And I was like, this is going to be a temporary decision. I'm just going to come back for a few months until I can figure it out. And it ended up being seven years. And so I ended up staying in nursing for an additional seven years. I graduated from law school in 2014. Um, I didn't pass the bar the first time, which I've barely rarely failed anything in my life. So I'm like, I passed the NCLEX in 75 questions. Like, how hard could this be? It was hard. Um, I passed the second time in 2016 and I still couldn't find a job. And I'm like, this is, this is crazy. And what people would say when I would go to interviews is, you're a nurse, why would you become a lawyer? And I'm like, because I paid to go to school. <laughs> like I have a degree. Um, and people didn't understand and still don't understand what nurses do. They don't understand the transferable skills. They don't think that we're smart enough to do things beyond caring for someone. And they don't even understand what goes into caring for someone. I'm like, nurses are some of the smartest people in the world because of all the complex things that we see. Every person is different. Every experience is different. Um, and the more I stayed in healthcare, the more I realized that nurses were just 
under supported um, and they were undereducated on what opportunities were out there. And so instead of me focusing on policy and trying to impact millions of people, I decided to really focus back on my community. I'm like, okay, I'm a nurse. I've been a nurse for a very long time. How can I speak to those who are still in this field to help them see what else is out there? And so I kind of shifted my focus to start working with nurses and nurse practitioners who are starting businesses because business owners have so much power when it comes to decisions, politics, policy. People will listen to a business owner versus an individual because they employ people and they bring money into the economy and they pay taxes. And so I'm like, if more of us become business owners, we have more uh, autonomy over our time. We are more passionate about the things that we do. Then we can go back and impact the policy changes because we're not burned out working five days or and when we really should be working three because we need to make extra money because they don't pay us enough. And so that's kind of where I've been. I, in 2020, the pandemic was, you know, for me was a huge awakening on time is limited. You know, this is not going to be forever. You don't have another seven years to figure it out. It's either now or never. And even though I thought that I was going to fail, I haven't. And and I've worked with so many nurses and educated and inspired so many nurses to just think a little bit bigger about what it is that you can do. And so I'm excited. I'm happy. I love I love my life. <laughs> that is such an incredible story. And I think just like having you as somebody that they can go to and learn from and mm -hmm. have you be that person that's kind of like a mentor and pushing them to like think beyond just like what everybody thinks of the industry and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That is so incredible because I feel like a lot of nurses and doctors probably crave that, but mm -hmm. they're stuck in this day after day after day and just yeah. like what society thinks of what they do that mm -hmm. they probably just get stuck in that and yeah. they don't know how to get out of it and like do their own thing or think beyond just what they do every day mm -hmm. um, for their patients and for everybody yeah. that they help. Yeah. I love, I love too how you roll, you rolled with every punch that came. Like you were like, all right, I can't get a job here. I'm going to go back to mm -hmm. like, in, no matter what you were like, I'm staying here and I'm going to fix a problem. Like mm -hmm. what, wherever that problem starts, I'm going to fix a problem. And I love mm -hmm. that because I think your story too, beyond just where you are now, mm -hmm. like can move into those big policy changes, which is yeah. awesome. Like you're, you're still keeping your eye on the vision and rolling mm -hmm. with the shifts that come your yeah. way. Yeah, that's a great way to see it. I love it. <laughs> uh, yes. It doesn't I feel like it. that when you're in it. You're like, I'm crazy. Why did I go to school? <laughs> this is worth it. And then looking back, I'm like, oh my goodness. Like I knew that it would all come together. I didn't think it would take this long, but now I'm like, this makes sense. And I feel that it's very empowering for women, right? To be able to speak up and say, I have a dream. I'm going to do this no matter what. I have small kids. I had a baby when I was in law school and that baby was with me in class sometimes my classmates watched my baby and and so people will say to me oh I can't do this because and I'm like ha, ha, I had a c-section and I went back to school five days later like you're fine it, life goes on and I would never recommend someone doing it but sometimes you just have to push through you have to persevere through those difficult moments because on the other side of that is what you're looking for and kind of what you're working so hard for oh absolutely yeah I don't know how you did I have a two c-sections and there's no way <laughs> um that uh, yeah props to you for that but that yeah. I think it's just so important for people to you can't see the journey like you're at the point where now you can look back and be like this makes sense like all mm -hmm. of these steps make sense but you had mm -hmm. to do all of those things along the way so do you have any advice for people who are feeling stuck like when you got to those moments or those pivots when you felt stuck in your business do you have any advice for someone of like what to do next like what's the best plan of attack 
Yes, I tell people that you want to make decisions based on facts and not feelings. And you want to use the data that you've received, right? I had to remind myself that I have I am resilient. I have persevered. I have done hard things before. I have failed and and got back up. And so you were, that's a fact, right? I've it's happened time and time again. I've failed classes and had to go back and take it. And that ended up being a good experience because I, I got a year to do nothing and then got back into my nursing program. And so I think sometimes that people see this, like this one mistake is going to just ruin their life forever. But you kind of have to look back, like you've made mistakes before, you've had, you know, had accidents before, things have happened before, but you still kept going and life kept moving forward. And that's why I remind people, like, look at the facts of your life, look at the facts of your decisions, good or bad, look at the good things that are happening and take some of the information and data from that and then apply it. You know, I think people will look, especially because the social media is such a facade of what is happening in people's lives and will say, oh, this person is doing so much better than me. This person can't be struggling. This person is has it easier than I do. And I always remind people like it may look easy, but you never know what's going on in some inside someone's heart or their mind. Like I have to remind myself every month, like you can do this. Everything's going to be fine. You're going to make payroll. Like all of, and people just assume like, oh, you're just having the best time of your life. Not knowing behind a photo is like life. Life is still happening in there. And so I remind people one to not compare yourself to someone else's journey. I would never, ever want anybody to go through some of the things that I went through to be where I am. That's like, people will look and say, oh, I love your life. I want your life. I said, oh no, you don't want this. This is not the, I wouldn't pass this on to anyone, right? The moment you may want the, to experience this moment and you can, but don't think that you have to walk in someone else's journey to experience what's, you know, what you want to experience. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the, so I, I think COVID changed everything, right? Like in every business, every industry, all over, mm-hmm. but healthcare specifically. And mm-hmm. you not only touch healthcare, but you also touch the small business entrepreneurial world. Mm-hmm. How do you think it has affected that whole community more so than anything else? Because I imagine it has. Yeah. So I can say that before the pandemic, nurses have always been unhappy in a lot of ways, but we never saw a way out. It's like, okay, I'm unhappy. I'm going to go back to school. And people just get three, four or five degrees. Like you will meet so many nurses with so many degrees and you're like, stop going to school. There's nothing else there. That was our outlet. But I see now that nurses are starting businesses. Nurses are getting into tech. Um, Nurses are just going and building Etsy practice, you know, businesses and, you know, crafting practice. I'm like, they don't even have a limitation on what they can do anymore. And I think that's for a lot of people. A lot of people felt stuck in their job and their career and their decisions, trying to fulfill a dream that they may have had 10 years ago. And I remind people like the dream you had when you first started college may have evolved or changed. And that's okay. Cause you have more experiences. You've seen more things. You've done more things. Like I never wanted to be a stay at home mom because <laughs> I just can't, but I work from home and I pretty much do, I am kind of a stay at home mom now. Like my kids are school age, so they go to school, but I never saw life the way that I see it now. I thought a stay at home mom, all they did was cook and they clean and did it. And I was like, oh, I'm not doing that. I don't want to do that. Right. So I thought going to work was the ideal situation for me, not realizing that I could still be what I want it to be for my children and still fulfill my own passions. And I think that's what life has given us now, an opportunity to be both ends. You want to be this and you want to be that. That's okay. Be that and be okay with whatever that looks like, even if it's not traditional. 
Mm-hmm. Do you think a lot of nurses have now shifted into doing that, like doing two things? Like I want to be a nurse, but I also want to, you know, start this Etsy shop or I want to be a nurse, but I want to be a nurse for my myself and for my own business. Have you seen a lot of that shift since COVID? Yeah, I think they said like 300,000 nurses have left the bedside Um, and they, it is so bad that they're not even sure how they're going to, like, there's no stopping it at this point. What they assumed was that people would leave, people retired, you know, people decided they didn't want to work and they didn't think that like they thought once the pandemic eased down that people would come back. People are extremely fed up. People either saved up their money or they found new passions or they're opening up business or working for themselves. A lot of people are getting to the uh, med spa and aesthetics, Botox and fillers into that industry. They're doing post-op care. Um, Just so many opportunities that are out there. My friend got into informatics and she was like, I'm going to go to California. And she ended up with a tech job. Like it was just people are just exploring other passions. And I don't think that people are going to ever go back to being controlled by a system that doesn't feed their soul, right? I, we, most people go into nursing because they truly do care and they want to help. But when you're put in a situation where you can't even care for the people who you're assigned to care for because of the way that the system is set up, it defeats the purpose. There's no, there's no winning in this situation. And so um, I don't even see, I, what I foresee in the industry and in healthcare overall is it's going back to be community-based where people are literally going to be cared for at home. You're not going to be in the hospital for 5, 10, 15 days anymore. Anything that can be sent home quickly, they're going to be sending you home. If you can get antibiotics at home, because they just don't have the capacity to do it in the hospital anymore in the way that it's being done. Um, And I think that's a good thing. I think some people are saying, oh, no, that's not good. Of course, for bigger corporations, it's not good. But for people, people heal better in their own, in their homes. People heal heal better in their comfort zones with people who they love, with people with the foods that they love, like eating hospital food is not not fun. Um, And so I think that we are recreating what life looks like for us, like as a generation, I think. Um, And in healthcare, I think nurses are leading the way at creating what we want it to look like for ourselves, what we always thought it could be. by listening to ourselves and our each other. And I think our, to our community as well and what they kind of need. Yeah. Yeah. I like that perspective on it. Cause yeah, to your point, like 300,000 nurses leaving the industry is terrifying, mm-hmm. right? Like if you have a medical emergency, that sounds scary, but I also think opening our eyes to the fact that we don't need to just go with a system that isn't working anymore. That's broken mm-hmm. and finding alternatives like that needs to be more shared. Like, and I love that you're voicing that, like Mm -hmm. how there are other things you can turn to and it doesn't Mm -hmm. need to be just that. Yeah. I think it's really powerful too, to say out loud that like having care at your own home or like, if it's just a simple antibiotic and like having it shipped to you or something, Mm -hmm. or being able to just go to a pharmacy versus going in to a doctor's Mm -hmm. office. I think that that's so, um, lightning. I don't know. I just, for me, I would, I want to be at my home if I'm sick Mm -hmm. and I can be taken care of at my home. That's where I want to be. Because like Mm -hmm. you said, people feel most comfortable there versus in a hospital setting. Yeah. 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 Tell us a little bit about some like inspirational stories of people you've worked with. Like what have people started doing since they left the industry? Yeah. So I have one of my clients, one, and they were kind of the people who joined me early in the beginning. Um, 
one's a nurse practitioner, one's a nurse, works for the federal government, um, and is like getting into acupuncture. And then um, her wife is a nurse practitioner and got into the med spa industry. They started their business. They were struggling. They weren't making any money. Um, and we just started working together. Um, once I got their legal stuff kind of set up, we started working on business development, which is really my passion. Like, yes, once you set up the legal stuff, like that's like a one-time deal, but like, how do you make money? How do you actually enjoy the work that you do? And so we started working together and um, last year they were making about $4,000 a month in their med spot and their consulting business. And now they're making $40,000 a month, like working three days a week. They stay on vacation and she just bought herself like some red bottoms. I'm like, girl, I don't make that kind of money. Like, and they're so happy and they're so um, passionate about the work that they do. And there's opportunity to expand and they haven't even tapped into all these other things. Um, I have another client that I work with. And when we started working together, their business was just growing so rapidly. But once I was able to come on, they were able to get more business to business contracts so that other business owners versus them just getting individual clients. And so they went from making, they were making good money, like, you know, five figures to like six figure months. Um, just having a sound uh, advisor in there in their corner. I think sometimes people see lawyers as only coming when there's a problem, but sometimes lawyers help you prevent those problems from happening. And so us working together and strategizing has taken their business to a whole nother level where they're thinking about like getting investors and investments and going to the next level. Um, and it's just, a, it's great to see people happy. Like that person is a, a, the owner of that business is a physician and he was able to leave his role as a physician to work completely in his business, spend more time with his family, um, go on summer vacations, like things that we don't get to do as healthcare workers because you can't take off during the summer. You can't take off during the holidays. Like it's very restrictive. And so seeing people just happy doing what they love is just so empowering and powerful. Yeah. That's yeah. incredible. I love that. I think, um, I know I have so many family and friends in the healthcare industry mm -hmm. who kind of feel mm -hmm. handcuffed. I think a lot of, like there is so much bureaucracy and rules and legal mm -hmm. like stuff that mm -hmm. is in this industry that makes you feel like you can't make that leap. Yeah. What would you tell someone who's like in that position, who's feeling like I can't, there's no possible way I can do this without a company hiring me? I would tell people that if you can do it for someone else, you can do it for yourself. It may not look the same. It's definitely not going to feel the same, but if you can work that hard for someone else and they limit the amount of money that you can make, no matter how great you are, you can invest all of that time and energy into your own idea, into your own business, even if it's a side hustle. It doesn't, you don't have to leave because some people don't want to leave their 401k and their benefits, all that. Fine, take the stability, right? I get it. There's comfort in that. But know that there's room for your passion as well. There's room for you to explore some other ideas and some other opportunities that may bring you more joy than the work that you do full time. And it's possible. And if you even take the steps to do it on a small scale, helping one person is better than helping none at all. Um, you know, helping, I see nurses who they've helped help their first patient or they take their first client and that person is so happy that joy in itself is better than the money because we're used to seeing people so sick and so down and out and people are angry. People are agitated. People are frustrated. Like what took you so long to come back with my blanket? And you're like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm trying to do, I'm doing the best I can versus someone who comes in and gets a service. And I'm like, thank you so much. I feel so much better. I feel so good. And then y'all building relationships with your community is something I don't think we get to do in the hospital. We're stuck in that building for so many hours. You don't get to connect beyond that, but 
when you're working in a business, people just see you differently and you're able to really build in your community and build connections that are just like life-changing. Do you have any techniques for people like this that are, so like Abby and I said, we have tons of nurse friends or family. Mm -hmm. And I know that at the end of a shift or at the end of, you know, a work week, I feel like they are just so drained physically and mentally that they probably want to do nothing, but just like lay on their couch and just like decompress. Mm -hmm. What are some techniques that you would say help them to, instead of feeling so drained mentally and physically after a week of work or whatever to start a business, what are some of those things that they can do slowly to kind of get that energy to keep moving forward, to do that passionate mm -hmm. thing that they really want to do? I feel that people have to set a goal in mind that is so crazy that you have to work so hard to get there. So I told myself I wanted to retire from nursing in the next two or three years. I was able to do it in 18 months. And, but my mindset was like, I need to leave this behind. I can't do this anymore. I need to get out of here. And it was like, it took a, a bad incident at work. And I was like, oh, y'all crazy. Like I have to go. <laughs> y'all, I can't lose my license because y'all let my patient fall on the floor. And so I had to say to myself, is it worth me being unhappy for another decade or for the rest of my life? Or is it worth me working hard for the next two to three years to get what I want? And then it only took 18 months. And for me, I can't say that it's going to be easy or that you're going to have the time or you can make time. I literally didn't sleep. That's me because I am just like that. When I have a goal, I'm going to go after it. But now I sleep as much as I want. I go where I want. I was able to take my sons to France for a whole month. Like I didn't get to study abroad in undergrad because I was in nursing school and that's just not an option. I got, that was my study abroad dream. They got on my nerves the whole time, but like I had a great time. <laughs> they complained about everything. And then we left and they were like, oh, this is such a great idea. Like, but right. I think sometimes we feel like we want that instant gratification. Like if we start the business, we want to feel good now. It took a long time for my business to actually begin to be able to reinvest back in myself, but the flexibility and the freedom I have to take my kids to practice and to still be able to pay all of my bills and to do all the things that I do and travel were things that I never would have been able to do if I waited for someone to give me an opportunity, if I waited for someone to give me a promotion, I waited for someone to give me a raise, I never would have been able to get it. And the opportunities that come when you are a business owner, I tell people that no one would hire me when I was looking for a job, when I applied for a job. But now these same companies are hiring me at a whole nother rate, <laughs> right? To come and do the same work that I would have done for them for a salary. But now they're paying a salary for, for me to do a project in six weeks. Yeah. And so I think that our idea is, it's going to be so hard. It's going to last forever. It's going to be hard forever. Nothing is hard forever. And if it gets too hard, you can quit. But sometimes you find yourself on the road of your passions and you're energized by doing the work. You're never going to be energized before. You're only going to be energized once you start to see the results. Same thing with working out and eating better and all of the things that we want to do, but we don't think that we can, or it's just too hard. But when you start to fit into those jeans, I just tried on a pair of jeans that I don't fit. I said, when I get in these jeans, that's what I know. Like I've made it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. I read something a while back about like how we oftentimes break promises to ourselves. Like it's so easy just to like say to yourself, like break promise, but you need to treat yourself like everyone else. Like you yes. need to, if you make a promise to yourself, you set that goal and you say, 
it doesn't mean you're going to quit tomorrow, but it means in two years, you're going to be doing something that you love. Like that's your goal. And that's your promise to yourself. And that's something that you, you can't break because promises to yourself are more important than anything. And I think that's, that's one of, I love that. Like we both had goals for quitting our nine to fives too, in very different Mm -hmm. industries, but we both, we stuck to them. I think you actually quit sooner than your goal. I did quit sooner than my goal. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that you said too, that I think it's very powerful in hearing that it's not easy. Like it's hard, like, but Mm -hmm. to acknowledge that you're already doing something hard, your field, your industry is hard. You're already doing one of the hardest things out there. Mm -hmm. So to just do this other thing, that's going to make you happier in a couple of years, even though it's Mm going to be hard, it's going to be so worth it. Mm -hmm. It's going to be worth it. Yes. I love that. It's going to be worth it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I love the story. Thank you so much. Can you tell everyone where they can go to find you and if people are ready to make that leap, how they can work with you? Yes. So I'm on every platform as your nurse lawyer. Um, Find me on LinkedIn, on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all of the things. There's a lot of free content and resources that I've created for our community who are just wanting to dip their toe in. They're not ready to commit anything. I have a free ebook that where I share my story of how I transitioned out of healthcare, all of the things that I did, all the people that I work with so that you don't get overwhelmed in the process. Sometimes you just need a starting point. And then um, on all all of my website at erniecewilliams.com or on my social media and the link in bio, you can essentially connect with me, book a consultation um, if you're ready to get started and take your business to the next level. If you like this episode, please be sure to share it with a friend and subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes dropping every Monday. Plus, if you haven't already, please go ahead and leave us a review and don't hesitate to share any new episode ideas. We absolutely love hearing from you and creating this content for you. See you next week.